All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm super excited. Today's guest, Travis Whipple, currently the athletic director at Fort Lewis College. Uh, but you've got quite the resume that brought you here. And a lot of why, well, candidly, a, a huge reason why I'm super excited that you're on the on the show today and giving me an opportunity to, to pick your brain a little bit is because of that resume. And one of the first times I met you, I think I even told you this to your face, but I was like, what a refreshing approach. You've got a different personality than most athletic directors, and I think in a really, really positive way. But to tee it up real quick for everybody listening, like I mentioned, Travis is currently the athletic director at Fort Lewis, but he also is a two-time national champion, collegiate basketball player. You've got a master's in educational leadership, I think is what it is. You're a father. You're a community leader. You're somebody that just has an ability to, to impact people and move people and motivate. And watching what you've done already with the Fort Lewis Athletics Program has been powerful. For context, anybody listening, and it's not about me today, but I played at Fort Lewis and I've lived here since, you know, 2008 or something. So I've seen, I've seen a lot particularly at that school. And I've also seen some recent changes. We were actually just talking, you know, uh, off, off air that our, our basketball team is currently ranked number eighth in the country. And I think we have like the, the top five attendance numbers. You'll have to correct me on my exact. You got it. You yeah. got the numbers right. And it's a, it's a real honor to be on. And, and thank you so much. That was a tremendous introduction. So I better live up to it. <laughs> on this, this I episode. I didn't butcher it too bad? No, it was phenomenal. Glad to be here. Thank you. Remind me where you played when, when you won the national championships, because I forgot that detail. Yeah, so I grew up in Minnesota, and I played Division II college basketball at Winona State University, so very similar size institution and community as Fort Lewis College, and, and just had an unbelievable student-athlete experience that really changed my life, and it's the driving force on why I'm here today and why I got into this profession. Uh you know, had the opportunity to compete at the highest level and win national championships, but walked across the stage with two degrees, uh, lifelong friendships, memories, things that you take with you forever, and, um, you know, really a special time. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, candidly why I'm so excited to pick your brain because, you know, I, I've got a background in athletics, um, and I'll share with you just a, a quick anecdote, but I'm, I'm training right now for an ultra marathon, and I was telling my wife, I'm like, I feel like an athlete again which there's a lot to that. Um, and one of the, the most powerful things I think about athletics is the life lessons and the parallels with life that you get to learn on the field, so to speak, or on the court or in the rink or wherever it is that translate in such powerful ways to life. And it seems to me one of the coolest things about your perspective when we first met, you had this saying of graduating champions. Do you mind unpacking that for me? What is grad what is graduating champions yeah, mean? It's, it's a great question and it's really our mission and it's the center of who we are and I, I felt like that was the type of experience that I had and that I want to give to current and future student athletes. And so for us we talk about it a, a ton. We want our student athletes to walk across that stage at the end of their time as a Skyhawk fully prepared to be successful in life. So that's on one hand. And then on the other side of that equation, we want to be in, and put them in competitive situations where they can reach their full potential and compete for championships and, and leave here um, as a champion. And so putting those two things together, uh, which is why I love uh, the Division II experience that we, we provide is because you can have that. You can have both things. You can have a life in the balance. You can be involved on campus, in the community. You can have a 3.0 GPA or higher. That's what we're shooting for, 325 amongst our 500 student athletes. Uh, we want to get involved in the community service. Our goal is over 2,000 hours of community service. And we want you to be a successful member of our community when you walk out of the doors at, at Fort Lewis College. And I think that that's – there's many things about your perspective that I think make you unique in terms of – you know, what you bring to, to the athletic director role and, you know, your community and, and all of this stuff. But I think that's one of the things that stood out the most to me in our, you know, our, our early, our early getting to know you, you know, times is that you have, you've somehow have this perspective that goes beyond athletics in a, in a pretty profound way, but that ties back in. And I think 
positively impacts athletics. There's also, I, you know, I think that the fact that you've got, you know, your, your master's in, I'm going to butcher it again, but educational leadership or, or whatever it might be. Did you always kind of see yourself in a, in a leadership role in higher education athletics? Because what I'm, what I'm trying to figure out is when did the evolution happen of like you realize that athletics is so much more than just what it is? Was that always there and why you pursued the career or has that kind of happened, you know, through experience? I, I had a really defining moment in my uh, student athlete experience. And re- so some context backing up. When I got to college, I really thought I was going to be a, a teacher and a coach and really excited about that and, and loved it a ton. And then through my own student athlete experience, I got involved in a group called the Student Athlete Advisory Committee, which is an NCAA term. Every in- Division two school has a, a SAC, Student Athlete Advisory Committee. And um, I got involved in it and just, I I loved it. And then I started working in the department as a a work-study student worker. And very definitively, I remember towards the end of my junior year and going into my senior year that I knew that that transition was happening, that certainly I have a ton of respect for teaching and coaching and and love working in in that area. But really, this is where my passion was, that, um, you know, I could just see it all come full circle that I could have an opportunity to help impact that next generation and give that type of experience um, that I had. And I just don't think it all would have come together if I wouldn't have said yes to getting involved in the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. And I kind of worked my way up and became president of that organization and at our school and then represented also at the conference level um, at the time in the NSIC. And so I think all of those things combined with then being a a work-study kid that was just willing to do whatever, set up for games, help in any way, be in the office. Grabbing the coffee. Yeah, exactly. I was just around and doing whatever I could to to be involved with it, and I just fell in love with it, became a passion, and that's what continues to motivate me is, you know, trying to give that type of experience that I had to student-athletes. And they're at such a defining stage in their life when they're in college and really trying to prepare them for life ahead and, and to be great role models, citizens, um, community members is a big part of our mission. What about that experience changed th- that perspective and that trajectory specifically? Being on the the, uh, Stu- the, the ad- Student Athlete Advisory Committee. Yeah, yeah. the Advisory Committee. The SAC. What, what, what about it specifically you know, kind of, kind of helped paint that picture or, or reaffirm, you know, those ideas of, of the impact that could be made. Yeah. You know, I think it was pretty incredible because I, I quickly realized I could be, I could advocate and be a voice for our, our fellow student athletes at the time. You know, like if there was a program that needed something or was, or was struggling or, you know, wanted more attendance or more individuals to come to games or things like that, I, I could hear that from my fellow student athletes. And I could bring that back and advocate to our athletic administration at the time. And uh, a mentor of mine, Larry Holstead, was the AD at the time. He ultimately hired me into my first role um, after I graduated as a student athlete. But, um, you know, I just felt like that was really awesome that I could advocate for my fellow student athletes and, and truly get some change enacted and help enhance their experience. So that was one part of it. And then um, you know, a, a part of all of the student athlete advisory committees, a big piece of it is getting involved in community service. And I just, um, you know, at, at the place that I was at Winona State, it's like the center of the community. It's a pillar. And we were really making an impact in, in connecting with people and helping in a lot of different ways. And so those things were really powerful. And then I got that behind the scenes look at, you know, what goes into setup for a game, what goes into being a great athletic department, um, you know, all of those behind the scenes things as, as I was working. And I was like, gosh, if I could figure out how to package all these things together, this would be the perfect career. And and then uh, I mentioned Larry earlier, oh, a ton to him, but uh, he approached me at the end of my experience and was like, I think you've got what it takes to be in this business and we've got an opening. Would you come on board? And so, you know, I'm 23 years old as an assistant athletic director and, you know, through that, I quickly learned I need to get my master's if I want to, you know, continue to impact change and, and be involved in the higher ed landscape. You know, that's an important aspect to it. And so working full time and then I started on my master's. And all of this is while you're playing? So the, the very last, yes, all this is happening while I'm playing over the course of this four year experience. And then 
um, at the very end, I really got more involved in the athletic department my last semester. So you can redshirt in college athletics. And so I redshirted and then I had four years left to compete. And so I finished my degree mid-year and then started my master's. And then once I got hired in the department, I finished my master's and working full time. Help me understand the the mindset because you know, and I and I don't I don't know all of the details of your playing career, but it sounds like you were you know a, a, a force. You you were a you were a player. You you were kind of getting after it, and almost would go so far as to say a, a star. But you were a you were definitely a starter, and you know hugely impactful on the team. And I apologize that I don't know all of those details. But what I'm curious about because I think it's fascinating. There, here we have a starter you know on the on the college basketball team what in the world made you think i'm going to also now get involved involved in this advisory council help me understand your mindset behind that because so many you would you didn't need to is my point you know you the the star on the basketball team and and you got all this other stuff going on with school and all of that there must have been something there what in the world made you want to get more involved in these other capacities do you know, or was it? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, at times when you're a leader, there's just this innate opportunity to step up and, and seize the moment. And, you know, I just felt like, you know, to go back to some comments earlier, is like I could help advocate for our fellow student athletes. And I think in our situation, we were, we were a good team. So we won two national cha- championships. You're, pl- you're okay then. We played in three. <laughs> so we played in three games. We won one. We lost at the buzzer. We won one. Wow. In that stretch, we won 57 games in a row. And so, you know, I felt like we were uh, role models. And that's something that we talk about our, to our Skyhawks about is you're a role model as soon as you put on that uniform. And I, I just felt like that was an opportunity and I should walk through that door and, and seize it and, there could be lifelong lessons and, and other things that become of, of that experience, helping to guide and shape and inform athletic administration on behalf of student athletes and then getting, you know, community engagement, et cetera. Because you felt an obligation as a leader? Or- yeah. You know, I, I felt like um, at, at that time and place, we were looked up to in our department. And I felt like if we weren't going to take a step forward, then, you know, who else would? And so, I think when the, the light's on you, you know, you step up and, and you help and, and you make an impact and hopefully create some change and make the experience better for somebody. What a powerful perspective, though, because I think so many people in life, you know, the spotlight can do interesting things to people. You know, a lot of times I think it, 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 depending on personality traits and circumstances, and obviously there's, you know, a thousand variables, many times the spotlight can sort of create dynamics of entitlement and the rules don't apply to me and I can do this or I can do that. I think it's fascinating that when the spotlight was on you, you chose to take that as an opportunity to rise up and, you know, make meaningful impact. Does that, did that come from how you were raised? Did that come from because you were identifying that there's changes that needed to be made and, and you had a vested interest in improving the athletics? Is that just who you are? I, I think it's interesting that you would take that approach with the spotlight on you in a very, very great way. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated as to why. Yeah, it's a great question. Well, you know, a ton of who I am and what I've done is certainly attributed to my parents and my family and very fortunate there. And then I think as you go through different stages, you know, you've got mentors and people that, um, you know, say something or see something in you and then boom, it's like, I, I, I can do this and I should do this and it's the right thing. And I, I could be a voice for others. And so definitely had a lot of mentors throughout my career, whether it's at Winona state or as I progressed throughout my college athletic experience in terms of the professional side, I've had a number of great ADs, number of people that have really invested their time and their talent in me. And that just made me want to, you know, walk through that door that much more and, and, be, and be successful and, and hopefully, you know, represent them in a good way. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, somebody believe, somebody else believes in me. I might as well believe in me, too, type of thing. 100%. Do you feel like you bring that to your role now? You know, you're you're because you're definitely trying to impact the student athletes off of the field, which is, I think, in my opinion, from my perspective, what I'm probably the most fascinated about um 
is that because of you know your past experiences and is that am i reading into that correctly that that's a you know a, a key priority for you huge priority and you know something we've developed over the course of the last couple of years is life skills sessions different topics career like exploration nutrition um, you know, I got to talk at one of them. Yeah, skill. You were a great guest. I you forgot. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I forgot what it was called. But yeah, that the panel. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's an important aspect. Again, we're developing leaders and people. You know, to move forward in life and not just for their time uh, at FLC. And I think uh, student athletes, in particular, and and obviously anybody can fall into this category. But student athletes, uh, you mentioned it. There's a lot that you learn from each other, from being on a team, from you know, time management to how to work with people, the other dynamics. And so I, I think their natural ability uh, for them to be leaders and to step up. And so I try to model that. Um, you know, we, we've just tried to, to present a, a great plan and a level of excitement around our department and, um, you know, encouragement. And something that's important to me is I try not to miss any home games, which you know, it's tough and it takes a great family that supports that. And, you know, I wouldn't be here without Kim, my wife and our, our kiddos um, that are supporting that and backing that up. And, um, you know, that's a really important part of it. But I try to model it, try to be there, try to show up for our student athletes. And, and maybe that can create a different, you know, interaction or, or connection that then lets them feel comfortable and lets them know that somebody's got their back and, and kind of back to the point of somebody sees something in them to to help them push forward in their life. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I, one of the things I'm trying to figure out how to articulate cause it's complicated is the importance of athletics. Um, you know, obviously I, and, and especially right now, I think with, you know, the evolution of NIL and, you know, there's always the financial component to things but I come from a, a perspective of how important athletics are for life skills and character development and, and things like that. When I graduated from Fort Lewis, I got a job at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. So if anybody's listening, we can have the Enterprise Rent-A-Car management trainee support group. You know, we survived it. But um, they sent us to a, a corporate training in, in Albuquerque and way heavily weighted that the hires were former mm-hmm. student athletes. In fact, I've learned in hindsight that they actively hire for it. They filter through and, and give preference to people that are student athletes, which makes a ton of sense. And it, and it did in that scenario too, because, you know, there was a lot of like-minded individuals. It was also an incredibly challenging job that I won't dive into, but um, you know, there were these character traits that, the student athletes had that a, a you know a giant. In fact, I think Enterprise is one of the largest privately owned companies in the country. So, but you know, they know what they're doing. Is my point that they would seek out student athletes because they knew they'd be good fits for you know certain of their of their corporate roles. I'm curious because on the flip side of that, and that's because I've got the benefit of experiencing it, and you know. I mean, if it weren't for football, I literally wouldn't be here having this conversation with you. I I wouldn't even been in Durango. Yeah. So I have an affinity, you know, and a fondness for how athletics can change lives and and change, you know, trajectories for for people's careers and all of that good stuff. But at the same time, I also feel like there's somewhat of a stigma on, you know, are they even going to school? And it's all about the money and, you know— NIL deals and you know the they're they're I think culturally generalizing obviously but that there sometimes can be a bit of a tendency to negatively overgeneralize characteristics about student athletes and I'd love to hear from you your perspective on all of that and why why college athletics matters to begin with yeah well it's a a lot to unpack. Know, great, right? <laughs> great question, and, and well said for sure. Um, you know, I'm I'm proud of our student athletes. I think that's the best example I can give is that, you know, we're striving to have a three two five GPA, over two thousand hours of community service. We want to compete in the top half of the conference or better, and our graduation rates are fifteen to twenty percent higher than the general student population. And so, I think that's Speci- student athletes are graduating at a fifteen to twenty percent higher rate than non-student athletes. 
At yes, at our, at our particular wow place, yeah, at Fort Lewis. That's right. So, pretty fascinating. And so I think that's the story that I tell all the time. Is um, you know you think about all the life lessons, the getting up in the morning, lifting weights, uh, going to practice, watching film. You know, obviously class, you're prioritizing the academic side, and then we're asking you to get out and involve yourself in the community. And so there's a lot to learn from there and a lot to take, and I think that prepares you for, for life ahead. And, you know, one of the things that we wanted to carve out right when we got to Fort Lewis was our values. You know, when you see an FLC student athlete or staff member or what does our department truly stand for overall? And so we came up with grit, and it's greatness, respect, innovation, and tradition. And we want our student-athletes to be great in the classroom, in the community, and on the court and fields of play. Uh, we want to respect every member of our campus community. And as I mentioned earlier, when you put on that Skyhawk uniform, you're a role model. And you should step into that and embrace that. Uh, we want to be about innovation. Um, you know, we, we survey our student-athletes all the time. We want to be you know, looking at ways to improve and to do things better and, you know, specifically want to be innovative in our connections with the community and alumni. And then tradition, we're not here unless those uh, that came before us paved the way. And so those are our values. And I think when you see an FLC student athlete, um, they're going to mirror those things in, in anybody within our department. And so I definitely see a huge value in uh, higher education and, um, you know, intercollegiate athletics um, again it changed my life and wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that experience and you know having a scholarship and being able to pursue what I love to do and and get two degrees while I was at Winona State yeah the other unique thing about sports in general athletics is that you either win or lose it's very measurable you know it you're either winning or you're losing um, I'm curious because you're obviously where you are because you have a great deal of leadership skills and, you know, there's an argument that you're even a better leader than you were a basketball player, <laughs> but, um, cause you're doing one of them professionally. No, I'm kidding. But, exactly. um, <laughs> but, um, I'd love to hear your perspective as it relates to leadership and, you know, the, the, the knowing the reality that sports is so cut and dry What's your approach on, you know, losses, but, but really difficult situations, areas for improvement, um, you know, the, those, those challenges that I, I would imagine, you know, as an athletic director with such a diverse oversight, you know, you've got departments that are performing highly, you've got departments that aren't, there's probably components of even those departments that are you know, a lot of complexities that you're managing. I would love to hear your philosophy and your approach on areas for improvement and, and how you tackle that, you know, when it comes to leadership specifically. So if you're working with the coaches or, you know, other department heads or, or whatever it might be, how do you approach the hard stuff? It's a great question. And I, and I love how you framed it because athletics is, I mean, every day we're a publicly ranked entity. Any, at any point in time, you can see win-loss record, you know, you talked about the, the Skyhawks men's basketball team being ranked uh, in the top 10 nationally. And, you know, I think for me, first and foremost, really want to set the expectations of what we're looking for through our core values, uh, through some other things that we have lined out for our coaches and staff, and then collaboratively developing a strategic plan and, in you know, not just putting it on a shelf and, you know, going through that process and having a nice looking document, but really having a living, breathing scenario that, you know, the things we're going to go after are what's what we're outlining in that plan and what we've agreed upon, et cetera. And, um, you know, I, I think when you talk about accountability and, you know, working with people, I think, you know, first and foremost, relationships are so important to me and, you know, proud of our team and, and love working together and, you know, that doesn't mean every day is, um, you know, incredible and great and th there's not tough stuff we've got to deal with and, and go through. And so, um, you know, I think just being who you are and, and following that and staying true to your plan. And then, you know, something we always look at is, you know, we're going to measure against, you know, what are what are the the resources that you have in a program? Because you, you mentioned every program is different. No, no two programs are alike in our situation. You know, what what are what are the threats that you have? What are the strengths? What are the resources? And, and how do all those things kind of measure up? And, 
you know, one of the things that I've found so often, and I thought people were really hungry to be successful in, in all the areas that we're talking about at Fort Lewis College in terms of our priorities, they were hungry for success. And sometimes it's just subtle shifts and small changes that can make such a huge difference. And so, you know, we did, we made some tweaks, um, you know, last year and coming into this year. And, you know, again, just to look at one metric doesn't mean it's everything, but, um, you know, for the first time through our, our fall semester, Fort Lewis College as a whole D2 athletic department was ranked in the top 20 nationally, number 19 in the, in the Learfield Cup standings. And so, you know, that's just one of many metrics, but, um, I feel like I'm just incredibly grateful that, um, you know, we, we were able to collaboratively, our whole department, our campus community, all everyone's involved in that and has contributed to that, uh, came up with that framework and that plan, and we, we followed it and we, and we pushed forward. So those are some of the things that we talk about. And, you know, I, I feel like if you've got great relationships on the front end, it can make maybe a difficult conversation a little bit more easy and you know, this, this idea that I want you to be successful and that there's mutual respect and we know we're working towards the same thing, I think can go a long way in, yeah. in leadership. And it's interesting that you started that answer with establishing expectations. Cause I feel like then there's a benchmark to measure against. Um, one thing I think would be interesting to hear your perspective on, and I'm way over generalizing, but Generally speaking, if you're in athletics, you have similar personalities. You know, you're you're usually motivated. You're usually competitive. You're usually want to win. I mean, you know, there, there's there's they're also typically probably sh- strong personalities. You know, uh, which so in the business world, a lot of times, if I'm too similar to someone, it can be really challenging because we have big personalities, we're, you know, headed the same. It's like sometimes in the business world, it's great to purposefully have different personalities, like intentionally, you know, somebody who's more detail-oriented or somebody who's more visionary or the person that, you know, is more creative. And, and you know, you kind of can create this mix of personality traits to, to create a, a high-performing team in the business world. By nature, I feel like the athletics world, again, generally speaking, but has some pretty similar personality traits do you find that that makes that whole idea of establishing expectations going after the same goal building the relationship does that make it easier or harder and 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 you know what does that look like when you're trying to to coordinate with with so many different people and so many different things really good stuff and uh you know kind of to copy the business model a little bit you know we look at strengths, especially on our administrative team. So we're talking about our core group of administrators. We're looking at everyone's strengths and we're, you know, trying to figure out how to flex and work together and, you know, put all the right pieces in place, the right people in the right spots on the bus, so to speak. And so, um, yeah. And then certainly you, you broaden that and then you look at, you know, coaches and others who are, are typically extremely motivated, driven individuals want to, want to be successful. And so, how do you mix all that together and, and to work collaboratively? And, you know, the, the single best thing in answer that I could probably give you is, um, you know, what is our common common focus and common goal? And, and for us, it's, a, it's around the student-athlete experience. And so, you know, whenever there's a difficult conversation or something's impacted or, or maybe a team needs X, Y, or Z or needs a tweak here, it's, it's like let's focus in on what, what is the common thread that we have. And that's the student athlete experience. And, you know, I think one of the things that Fort Lewis College does r- extremely well is to put students at the center. And we, we sort of stole it from them is let's put student athletes at the at the center of all of our decisions and actions. And so I think that focal point really helps. Is the student athlete experience more important than the wins and losses? Yeah, 100 percent. You know, it, uh, it's great. You know, I'm, I'm as competitive as anybody and, you know, would love to win every time we go out there. But at the end of the day, if we're giving a great student-athlete experience, if we're graduating at the rates that I mentioned earlier, if we're achieving in the classroom, if we're impacting our community, those things far out, outweigh the wins and losses. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm a competitor. But, um, you know, I think we're, again, we're preparing people for life uh, more than anything. One thing I'm curious is to – which, great answer, by the way, graduating champions. There we go. Are you, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with the concept of feedback loops. Um, 
and you know how certain things can make other certain things harder and, and it can it can progress from there mm-hmm. in the world of sports it's somewhat straightforward you know if you're winning you can recruit and if you're recruiting you can keep winning the opposite is true as well if you're not winning it's incredibly difficult to recruit it's incredibly difficult to win if you can't recruit and you end up in you know feedback loops positive or negative um I would love to hear your perspective or your thoughts in cases where there are negative feedback loops. How do you approach them? Like what, what do you look at for the things that you can control from, from your seat? Because I think, and the reason for that question is, is that I think that feedback loops happen in people's lives all of the time in businesses, in personal endeavors, sports, athletics, you know, whatever it might be. It's one of, I think, one of the most difficult things to break out of when you're, when you're in, a, in a feedback loop. And I know that you're tasked with that, you know, regularly. And I would love to hear your philosophy behind or like the things that you focus out on when it comes to breaking out of a feedback loop. But it's also like, you know, uh, fundamental changes that, that are, are, I think, oftentimes the most, har- the most difficult to enact. How, what's your approach on that? What's your philosophy behind it? Yeah, you know, something I, I communicate a lot with our staff is let's just make the next right best decision for us. Let's Brilliant. you know what you let's let the play go that just happened or or the sequence of events that just happened and let's make the next right and best decision for our program. And one of the things that we've implemented over the last couple of years is surveying our student athletes. Like let's go directly to the source and let's hear about their experience because, you know, they're our best recruiters. You know, they're sharing their experience. You know, they're hosting other student athletes when they come on their visits. They're giving the perspective of what it's like to be a Skyhawk. And so let's get right to it. And then let's give that feedback in a way that's the direct and, and um, positive and, and gets us going in a new cycle. And, again, I think it's about stepping out and making that, that next play and let's go get it. And, um, you know, we can't – you can only control what you can control. And so – let's keep pressing forward and we've got a great situation and we should be able to step forward in confidence knowing that we've got an amazing community and campus and group of student athletes and other leaders that are here for us. And, um, you know, I think that's maybe another point is just, um, what I've seen over the past year is just seeing people dive in to help one another too. Um, you know, if you're seeing a coach that maybe had a tough, tough loss or had a great win that you're there to support them and, and boost them up and let them know that they're not, on their own and they're, you know, on an Island that they've got a group of people behind them. Do the next thing, right. Control what you can control, share the wins and share the losses. Yep. Love it. You nailed it. It's that easy, huh? Yeah. And and, and mix in, (laughs) mix in a little bit of hard work too. I didn't mention that, but you know, again, we talked about it earlier. My parents made a huge influence on me and they said, you know, if you're not getting the results you want, roll up your sleeves and work a little bit harder. And I think you can have confidence in that preparation that you put into something, knowing that, hey, I've done the work and, and, and I, I I know my craft and I'm going to go be the best that I can be. So I think that element of hard work, too. Let's not forget about hard work. Yeah. We I relate with you on on that one in, in a huge way. If there's one thing that my parents instilled in me, it's, you know, hard work almost to a fault at this point, <laughs> but you know, uh, a, a very average skill across the board, but an ability to just work harder than, you know, work, work harder than most. Um, so, and, and speaking of hard work and, you know, breaking these, these feedback loops and, and things like that, I also asked you if the student experience matters more than wins and losses. And you had a great answer about that, that it does matter. I've also seen the impact that you've made, though, on culture, and I would love to hear your in, insight because, and I think that work ethic is work ethic and culture are a lot of times very related. I don't know which one causes the other. I, I won't pretend to to know that, but generally speaking, I think that you know uh, the ability to work hard and to to grind things out is usually a cultural aspect to organizations. Individuals have that, but once you have a whole organization that's willing to, to work hard, I'd love to hear from you, your thoughts and your perspective on culture building, the significance of it and how it relates to, you know, all of the other, how it relates to the wins and losses. I think culture is so important. 
and it's worth every moment you invest in it. And it's it's uh, it's always evolving. You know, it's not a static thing. You know, our culture tomorrow at FLC in the athletic department is going to be different than it was today. And it's how you're showing up and how you're feeding that culture. I'm, I'm a big proponent of, you know, bringing a positive energy and, you know, trying to check whatever else might be happening in life or things that are, aren't going well. Check that at the door and bring your best and, and show up and, and do right by our student athletes and our fellow coaches and administrators. Um, you know, I, I think it's really important. And, you know, I, I agree with you. I think it's built on a framework of hard work. And, you know, for me as a leader, I wouldn't ask somebody to do something that I wouldn't be willing to do. Um, and I just, I find that important. And, you know, I want to show up, I want to be there and, and be locked in and engaged and, and do the work together and, uh, you know, show our, our staff and our team that, um, it matters and I care and it's a passion and, and hopefully that sort of can rub off on others and you know but overall I think we're very intentional about our culture and um, you know it's continuously being defined and so I think it's something you got to have a pulse on all the time and you got to be um, you know you got to be intentional about continuing to feed a, a good positive culture. What does that look like the intentionality on feeding the culture because it's something that I'm, I'm fascinating to, to learn from you on the ability to influence culture. I'm finding is a very delicate balance. Um, you know, cause you can swing too far the other direction, you know, from, from time to time too, especially from your position, you know, your, your, your two levels, three levels removed from locker room culture on a lot of levels. Do you feel though, like you have the capabilities to influence the culture all the way down to the, you know, all the way down to the locker room and, and what things do you do intentionally? Cause you also said that, which I think is a powerful, powerful mention that you intentionally are, are influencing culture. First of all, do you think you can influence culture all the way to the bottom and what things do you do intentionally to to try to do that. Well, I've got a new survey question for our student athletes. Are <laughs> you know, do you feel like the administrative teams impacting the culture and how do you see that coming through? Um, you know, personally, um, you know, I I show up at practice. I try to get on the bus and take a road trip. Um, you know, I mentioned before we we try to be at every home game that we can unless there's some conflicting travel or something going on in the professional realm, but try to be there at every game um in home contest and so i think those things are little signs that help hopefully you know add to the culture and that there's a visibility with our student athletes assistant coaches staff head coaches that they're seeing that you care and that you're invested and in, in that you're there um you know and I, I think another element to that is i have an open door policy a student athlete can come in and, and drop by my office and stop in and you know, at the moment, if I'm in something, I'll say, hey, can we set up a different time for you to come in? But if not, come on in and let's have a conversation and let's let's talk about something. And so, if, you know, I'm hopeful that, you know, all those things add to the culture. And, and I've seen our um, administrative team and others doing those same things. And again, I go back to when another head coach shows up for a, a big, like we hosted the RMAC conference tournament for soccer this year. And when you see, you know, your head men's basketball coaches in the top 10 in the nation showing up and, and supporting them or, um, you know, our, our head football coach or whomever, you name it, they're showing up and they're there and they're invested and, you know, they're taking time away from doing something else. And, and yet they're, they're adding and feeding that culture in a positive way. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it, it, it's amazing how powerful simply showing up can be. Yeah, somebody once told me it doesn't it doesn't cost to care. So, you know, show up and you know express that that you're there and you care, or a simple message after a good win or a, or a tough you know defeat or something like that. I think is a, a good message. And you know, I think you know I I try to generally, and this doesn't filter necessarily to every level. I do have an open door policy, but I really try to get to know our administrative team extremely well and understand what they're interested in, you know, what are their goals, what do they want to see out of their life and how I can help them. And I think, you know, showing that and showing up for them, I think is a, another positive. Speaking of that, how do you decide, how do you prioritize where your energy is going to go? Cause I would imagine 
that you are bombarded. I mean, the fact that you're on my podcast, I'm flattered, you know, because I know how in demand you are and, you know, you're pulled in so many different directions with so many different responsibilities and, you know, you, you do care and, and that's clear. Um, and I feel like you've done a really good job of balancing that, of like showing this, this authentic care, but also prioritizing where your energy goes. How do you, how do you do that? How do you, how do you prioritize, you know, what's, what's worthy of, of your energy and, and where you're going to invest in? And the, I would love your insight on, on how you're choosing all that. Well, first of all, it took me five seconds to say yes, because I was so excited about this. So this, this was an easy, <laughs> you know, no, easy, easy decision to come on here. Um, you know, for, for me, I think it goes back to your values and your strategic plan. You know, I've worked in places before where we hadn't, we didn't really have a plan. And we're kind of just, you know, taking it as we come. And, you know, that's really a hard approach. And so I think being thoughtful and methodical and saying, okay, you know, this is our roadmap over the next few years and let's follow it. And if something strays outside of it, you know, should we entertain it or not? And, you know, I think the neat part about college athletics is it's changing. And so, you know, this year our plan might be slightly different than next year. And we might take one of those opportunities because we can see it as a, as an avenue forward, but we're not just, you know, all over the place. You know, we're, we're pretty streamlined. We've got a plan and, you know, I'm, I'm fairly routined. You know, I think that's been a, a big part of, um, you know, any success that, that our families had is a pretty good routine of how we attack it. And, you know, as you can expect, get a lot of emails and communications and things like that. So really try to plan out, you know, this is going to be my, my plan of attack for the day. And, um, you know, really prepping for those, those big moments that can, you know, impact our department in, in, in some major ways. I think those are important because we want to move the needle. We want to show progress for our student athletes and coaches and staff. And I think, you know, I think that's an important aspect is you need, you need to show some growth um, and people get excited about that and want to be part of something that's growing, developing, and, and going to be successful. That's a tough balance, though, because you want to show some growth now. You want to show some change now. But you also want to you know, be working on the, the big changes, the meaningful changes. So I can see how that would be such a, such a challenging tightrope to walk because it's like, you know, you've got your eyes on the horizon of, of these, I mean, I've, I've, which actually I have a follow-up question about it, but I, you know, the, these big funding programs and yeah. how, how infrastructure might change and, and things like that. But it's also, you know, that's years away and people, especially in athletics need to see movement yesterday. Yeah. It's, I think it's balancing those small wins and, and also still shooting for the greater plan. Cause you know, However long we're here, I hope it's a, a long time. We love it here. It's been an awesome experience. And um, regardless of it, you want to see Fort Lewis Athletics in, in the college in a better place, um, you know, at the end of your time, if it's, you know, however long, 20 years from now, whatever it might be, you want to see it in a better place. And so I think that is always a compass for me is like, you know, what's our what's our ultimate goal and ultimate plan and, and what's going to make the most impact for our student athletes today and if we look back, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, what's going to make the biggest impact? Is that because it matters to you? Like personally, you you care that you leave an impact, whether you're, you know, because you're working on stuff that you may never see. Right. Yeah. It makes an impact because I think it, it, I know at the bottom of my heart, it's going to make an, it's going to make a difference for a, a future Skyhawk or a future student athlete or you know, somebody sitting in my chair one day or a head coach or any of the, the staff is that, you know, they're going to pick up um, something that that's really come a long ways and it's in a better spot overall. And so, yeah, that matters. I think there's a pride in that. And, you know, I think I want more for our community and more for our campus ultimately. Even if you don't get the credit? Even if, hey, I'm, o I'm okay with no credit. You know, I think as long as things happen and you're seeing that progress and that success, to me it doesn't matter who – who receives the credit, right? We're all in this together. What a great perspective. There's another unique thing about you that I've observed, um, and it's your willingness to take feedback. It's like you can tell, you know, you can tell certain times with people that they're, they're confident enough in their abilities that they're not afraid at all of feedback and insight. And it's like, 
In fact, have you ever seen the, uh, there's a chart that I, I joke about with, I volunteer at the, at the fire department and it's basically, uh, experience, which is a linear line, you know, it's going straight up and then there's the confidence curve and it like spikes, yeah. drops all the way down and then goes, you know, way up over time. Um, and so I feel like, you know, your confidence and your experience are, have hit again because you, you're comfortable taking feedback and, and things like that. One of the unique things that I've seen you do is is your advisory board, your advisory council, the, which is all with really with community business leaders, business owners, uh, you know, stakeholders in, in the local community and businesses and things like that. And I've watched your meetings with them, you know, every every few months and having it a priority to to have the community up to speed with where you're headed, but also, and I, and I, I think that you're aware of this, I'm, I'm sure you are, but also it's like this open, and you've, you've even in those meetings created an environment where, you know, even somebody like myself who has no right giving any invite, you know, can say, Hey, have you thought about this or that? And, 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 you know, people can chime in and, and I feel like it's accomplishing, it's creating a community for one, and it's making the, the, Skyhawks athletics be a part of that community, but it's also creating, I don't know, a, a space for cool feedback and, and looking at things in a, in a different perspective. I also know you brought in, um, I, I'll, I'll forget exactly, but there was basically, uh, some consultants that, that came in and, you know, interviewed people and things like that. My point is, is that you've been willing to open yourself up to feedback and in some cases criticism, where does that come from? Why are you willing to say, what do you think? I, I think to sum it up as simplest in the simplest form as I can is we want to be better. And, you know, I think that's the only way you get better is if you really get good dialogue and feedback. And so, you know, for Fort Lewis College Athletics, we should be a, ref a reflection and really a key central part to this community. And we should be serving the needs of our community. And then similarly, for our, for our institution and our college, we should be a front porch. And we should be, you know, an opportunity to connect people or recruit prospective students or, or open the doors for somebody to come on campus that may not otherwise come but through athletics. And so, you know, I think when you're thinking about it through those types of lenses, um, you know, feedback is really essential. And I just I'm a firm believer. I'm a, I think I'm a collaborator at heart. And so um, I just firmly believe that two minds are better than one or a group can offer a perspective and. Um, you know, very fortunate to have such a great Skyhawks Club Advisory Council, which you're an awesome member of, and, um, you know, have provided great, great insight and great feedback. And, um, you know, when I first got here, and actually kind of predates even that, when I, when I first accepted the job, one of the comments that um, Tom Stridicus, our president, and I had a good exchange on, I really want to do a full review of this, this whole landscape, this whole department and so we brought in Mammoth Consulting to That's come in was, yeah. and, and help us. And, um, you know, I just thought it was such an incredible exercise. Um, you know, it allowed me to, you know, learn a ton in a, in a short amount of time uh, about where we are, where we want to be, and where we should be, you know, striving for. And just learned just a ton of valuable insight and lessons from the community and our campus and uh, just a really good process. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I just want to be better. I'm a competitor. I want our, I want to put our program in the best possible situation to be successful and meet those goals of our campus, our community, our, our athletic side of things and, and bring it, bring it all together, uh, for the betterment of the area. And well, and what a powerful perspective of like, I care so much about being better and making such a positive impact that I'm willing to get perspective and feedback from other people that's a scary thing to do. Like, you know, most people aren't, aren't vulnerable enough to say, what do you think? You know, and, and it speaks to, I think, your commitment to betterment, like you had just mentioned. And, and we've even had a few recurring themes now of leaving an impact. Um, and, and I just think that that's a, it's a powerful takeaway for me as I've been observing you, um, you know, in, in the, in leadership positions, I think, especially, there's sometimes this, this narrative that you need to have the answers. Like people are looking to you for the answers, you know? And so the, 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 the 
the appropriate response is to say that you have them, even though, you know, none of us do. We're all out here faking it. And, <laughs> and I, I just think it's been so cool to see how you formalized some of that though, too. You know, you, you, you've structured it in, in a way to get the feedback and, and, and it's had those other unintended consequences, like I've mentioned as well of there's people that genuinely feel invested in the program now that, you know, I think didn't. And, and it's created, it's created that next layer of community, which then ripples out in, in such powerful ways. It's been so, so cool to watch. And I think that that's a skill that so many other leaders can get better at is, you know, opening ourselves up for feedback and ideas and, you know, where are my blinders on? What am I missing? What am I missing here? Yeah, I love it. You know, one of the, we had a really good dialogue yesterday. This is a, a slightly different subject, but kind of along the same lines. We had a great dialogue with our kind of senior administrative staff the other day. And one of the things we've been asking each other is, what do you need that you're not getting? And, you know, my comment was, and it's not that I'm not getting it, but I just wanted to reemphasize that I just want a team that is willing to put it on the table to be open and honest and, and can see things that we either need to improve on or be willing to celebrate each other or the successes that are happening and, and just be, let's just be open, clear, and transparent. And I just, I firmly believe we all get better in that setting. Yeah. It's such a cool perspective. I had uh, Susie Fair on. She's a leadership coach. And one of the things that, sh that she tells me often is, is that clarity is kindness. Mm. And it, you know, it's great. It's powerful. Yeah, yeah. Having the hard conversation or saying the thing that you need to say in a clear way is actually kind, you know, rather than the roundabout, like trying to influence or, or whatever it might be, because communication dynamics can become, become so complicated. What two part question, maybe I should ask it in, in, in two parts, but I'll ask it at one. Uh, I'm going to ask it in two parts. What's, what's your favorite part about being an athletic director? No, without question, without hesitation, it's the student athletes. And then sort of 1B is, is relationship and, and connection and partnership with, with our coaches, our staff, our you know, campus, our community. What about the student athletes? Just, uh, again, trying to give them a great experience and, and seeing them, you know, um, come in a certain way and, and walk out the door or, or walk across the stage, get their degree, and, and they're ready to go out and make an impact. It's pretty cool to see that difference in between. And, yeah, hopefully we win some games along the way, but uh, it's pretty neat, pretty special time that, that you get to have an impact on, you know, 18 to 22-year-olds. Yeah, and, and it's such a critical stage in life too huge like it it really i go back to my experience and you know it changed my outlook it changed my perspective it changed my direction you know i walked in thinking i was going to be a teacher and a coach and i walked out you know prepared to to go and tackle this thing called athletic administration and you know 15 years later looking back on it wouldn't wouldn't change any of it pretty special isn't it wild with the benefit of hindsight the little things too that matter so a quick anecdote but I, when I played at Fort Lewis, um, coach Riff early, you know, where I'm, so I came down first time I ever was came to Durango was for camp and I was terrified. I would, I, you know, smallest guy on the team, you know, anyway, I, I was just so, but I, so because of that though, I was a sponge. Like I listened to everything. I followed the instructions, you know, exactly as it said. And one of the things that coach Riff said early on was that he expected every single one of us to sit on the front row of our classes. Seems like a little thing, right? So, but it sounds good, sir. I will be at the front row. And I was, I, every single class I'm on the front row. It's not like anybody was accountability check, you know, nobody was like checking, but I, I trusted it. And I stayed on the front row even after I stopped playing football. And, you know, even today, if I'm at places or at a conference or whatever, I sit at near the front, you know, I've, I've not always, but that was such an interesting thing for me of, it's not about sitting on the front row. Like sitting on the front row taught me so many other things, you know, about being attentive and, and being present and focusing and prioritizing. I mean, all of these other lessons that came from the requirement to, to sit on the front row. And I think about that often, same with to this day, 
in fact, the Wells Group, where we 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 meet for our our advisory meetings, uh, we they give me a hard time every time I meet with them because I'm always early. And I said, well, I'm always gonna be early. Like that's that's and that comes from athletics too. And there's all these cool little things that you don't realize are impactful until you look back and what you know how grateful I and so because of that I graduated high school I shouldn't even say this out loud but I graduated high school with a (laughs) 2.5 GPA and I graduated college with honors and I think a lot of it's because I sat on the front row I mean you know I'm oversimplifying it but these little lessons that made profound impacts well beyond you know well beyond athletics they call that front row leadership yeah. And you've mastered it, my friend. <laughs> Pretty cool, though. Pretty neat to see what from the time you came in as a freshman to when you graduated and what you're doing now, crushing it in business, ultra marathon, or like pretty amazing what a time in your life and that that's what i love so much is you know there's the ability to impact that stage and you know you mentioned coach riff who clearly had an impact yeah and i still yeah. see him on the sidelines that, you know he still comes still and comes, yep. cause still comes and cheers at the yeah at all the games the second part to that question, potentially uh, a harder one to answer, what's the most challenging or what's the most difficult, what's your least favorite part about being athletic director? Because I know it's not all sunshine and rainbows and, you know. You know, I think any any leader would probably point to, you know, just at the end of the day, you know, the, the personnel side of things, right? Um, uh, hopefully everyone flourishes and does great and, and that's what you want to set them up for and you want to build that relationship and establish it and help them get to where they want to go but if something doesn't you know work out that that's always you know something that that weighs on you as a leader and uh, you know you, you look and say how what could I have done differently how could I have impacted that person in a different way whether it's a student athlete a, you know a, a scenario where you're supervising somebody etc um, you know I think those are the the tough moments, but it sort of re-energizes you at the same time because you're like, you know, I can impact the next person kind of that. Let's make the next right decision, the next best play. Um, you know, I can, I can still have an impact. Even that short-term memory is probably a result of athletics, right? They're being able to, so here's an interesting thought on that then in your role, you know, obviously, you know, the athletic director, you're, you're, you've, you've got everything you're, you're dealing with everything. It sounds like, you know, when, when things don't go right, there's this ability to kind of look ahead or do the next thing right, you know, short-term memory, those things that, that we talked about. I would imagine that there's a tendency sometimes to attribute your success or failure to the successes or failures of the program, meaning you could say that I'm doing a good job if we're winning. If we're not, I'm doing a bad job. But it sounds like there's a little bit of a disconnect in that, and, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but of like things can go wrong, but you still have this perspective of the next thing right and you know moving on from things. How do you measure success from your seat? Like how, how do you measure that the athletic director is doing a good job? Do you take the credit for the wins? Do you take the blame for the losses? Or do you measure yourself with, with other metrics? Yeah, you know, I don't get too high or low on those types of things like wins and losses. And again, I'm a competitor, so don't get me wrong, but I just don't get too high or low on those things and certainly encourage our coaches not to as well because I think there's a bigger mission still. And so when I'm measuring effectiveness, I'm looking at our holistic athletic department. You know, are we graduating our students? are we graduating champions? Are we graduating our student athletes? Are we preparing them for life? Are we, um, you know, are we hitting our GPA targets? Are we getting out and serving the community? Um, you know, I try to look at the, the broad perspective and then also looking at and measuring where we're at in our, in our strategic plan and, and, you know, where that ultimate target is, which will continuously move, right? As you hit it, you, you keep moving forward. Moving the goalpost, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think those are the things that, you know, I tend to, to look at and am trying to measure and, and trying to understand. And, you know, ultimately, I think when we when we sit down and survey our student athletes or w- we do a leadership retreat a couple of times a year with our senior staff and we literally have a, a panel of three or four student athletes. And w- certainly there are some scripted questions and things like that. But, you know, we're free to ask them anything they're willing to tell us. 
and and they'll be they'll they'll be the first to tell us and so you know it, it's pretty rewarding to see after a couple of years that you know those types of panels the you know the values are taking hold the you know you're hearing about their experiences and that you're they can see it's kind of palpable they can feel that there's there's movement and there's direction and there's things happening so that's that's something that I, I certainly take to heart personally. Yeah. What a great answer. And, and like seeing, because those things are so much more difficult to measure, but being able to kind of observe like, ah, okay, that that's sticking or, you know, this is, this is happening. I, I love that. I also think that a mark of a healthy culture is when the bottom feels comfortable giving feedback to the top. Yes. Like one of my favorite 100%. things here is when we disagree. Yeah. I love it. Like if I've got an employee that's like, uh-uh. We should do it this way or we should look at it like that. That to me is like music to my ears. And we may not, you know, agree all the time, but like knowing that, you know, you're, you're creating some situations where athletes can, you know, give feedback and, and bring that to the top. Even that act of itself is a, is an indicator of, of a super, super healthy culture. So I'm curious too, you know, we, we talked about a little bit briefly, the attendance records that we're setting with, with the basketball program help me with the exact but i think we're like top five in, top five right now in in uh division two basketball attendance in the country in the country and for anybody listening we live in durango i mean we are a small mountain town and people are showing up to to the basketball games uh to the point where we've got the top five attendance in the whole country i think there's more to that than just the wins um, you know, I, I think a lot of that is some of the, these other initiatives, but I would love your insight into, cause you know, I, I've been going to the basketball games here for, for ever. I mean, you know, for, for years and it is so fun to start to see, I, I've, I shouldn't even go down that, but I, I'm, it's so refreshing to like start to see a healthy sports culture coming back. And, you know, obviously there's a very high level of, of, of sports to, to watch it with the basketball programs, but I, I'd love to hear if you have any thoughts or theories on, you know, how come we're in the top five for attendance in the country? Yeah. Well, thanks for pointing it out. It, it's, it's really fun. I think we've got a special situation and a special environment happening and, and certainly in basketball, which we're connecting on, but I think this really translates to other sports and we've seen, you know, records across the board um, the last couple of years in attendance. And, um, you know, I, I would agree with you. Winning, winning, winning's great. It it certainly solves some problems. I think if winning's your strategy, you're missing the boat, right? And so, I think we've really tried to prepare for the moment, knowing that the wins will come and that will sort of carry you over the top. But, you know, let's plan and let's be diligent in our efforts to get there, and and put ourselves in a good situation. So, you know, we started with our campus. I think that that's the first place. You know, we we engaged our student athletes, our students. We do a Skyhawks supporting Skyhawks. We've, you know, really tried to do a lot of different things with marketing and promotions, and you know, getting the games out, social media, the flyers. You know, lots of different tactics to really hammer home to our campus that hey, there's a game this week or tonight, and you know, you should show up because there's some things happening, and it's a social environment, and it's you know, it's a lot better than doing something else on a, on a Saturday evening or what, what have you. Um, and, and then we've really tried to look at it, um, you know, globally, like, uh, I think we got to have something for everyone. You know, we got to have something for kids and families. We've got a VIP area. We've got, um, you know, upgraded experiences. Um, you know, all those types of things I think add into it and, and really trying to create this idea that there's something for everyone. There's going to be entertainment. You don't have to love basketball or, sport xyz to to show up and have a good time or, or to network or to meet somebody new or you know maybe get a, a lead on a, a business venture or partnership etc so really trying to create that you know it's a place to be and it's exciting and it's fun and it's entertainment and oh by the way there's high quality basketball or, or whatever sport we're and they're kind of good and they're kind of good <laughs> so i think all those things kind of colliding together at the same time you know really produce those high level results so another question too, just from a leadership thing, cause I was about to make a joke that, you know, so excited to have the RMAC tournament here this year and, you know, put that out into the universe and <laughs> manifest it. But, um, that was a big deal last year when I think, you know, unjustly we were, we were 
we had to travel for, for the RMAC tournament. That doesn't matter. What I'm curious about is how you handled that. I, I'd love to hear because everyone was expecting that it would be here in, in call. I mean, we were even already working on promos and, you know, spawn. I mean, we, it, and, and so I can't imagine the expectations that, that were there with your players and your coaches and things like that. And the reason I'm asking is because it, you know, it's, it's a microcosm for these larger, you know, larger, larger lessons. But what was your message to the team last year when, when that happened? How did you handle that from, from your leadership position? Yeah, you know, I, I think kind of reflecting on it, you know, first and foremost, we were we were ready and we were prepared, and a lot of people put you know work into getting this thing set to go, and then obviously you reflect on the accomplishments of the team and the student athletes and our coaches and staff that you know did everything that they needed to do, and and so um, you know, I think for me, what was really cool to see is um, just the way our student athletes responded. I think that's the caliber of people we have in our program and what we're what we're trying to be about. And so, it wasn't a you know I'm I'm sure inwardly maybe there was disappointment, but could not tell one bit from any of our coaches or staff or student athletes. It was like, hey, you know what, we're gonna do the next best thing for us, and we're gonna go and play in the tournament and do everything we can for our campus and our community. And so I think when you when you sort of step back and say, wow, that's a that's a really powerful thing from eighteen to twenty two year olds when they're they're just locked in and, and focused and hey, get bus- to work. Business to usual. Yep. Next next best thing that we can do and let's get to work and let's let's go prove ourselves. And you know, I think um Something that really fuels me, and and I and I'm sure fuels our coaches and our staff and and all those associated is, you know, we want to get back to that place. We want to be, um, you know, able to to host things here that that helps uh, again helps our our campus and shines a light on on Fort Lewis College because it's a bright place. Yeah, and there's just you know again microcosms for athletics and life, but things aren't going to go our way. Absolutely, you know, the, all all of the time. You know, we have expectations that are broken and hurdles that we have to overcome. And it's just it's just been it's so neat to see that like, all right, well, let's get to work anyway. Here we go. I think so much how you respond to something is is really going to determine ultimately where you can go and, and, you know, what your potential is, et cetera, is what's your response to any given situation. Do the next thing right. Yep. Yeah, you got it. Travis, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for giving me some of your time because I know how valuable it is and I know how many directions that you're pulled. So I want you to know how much I appreciate that. But more so than that, thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for making the impact that you're making because I want you to know how significant it is that you are, you're, you're impacting so many lives through your role of, you know, as athletic director and all the student athletes that that you're getting to impact, but you're also impacting communities. You're impacting businesses. You're impacting economies. You're, you're, you're making a huge impact. And I want you to know how much I appreciate it and how much I appreciate the fresh perspective that uh that you're bringing to things um i have a shirt for you and i meant to have it here and i was going to hand it to you on camera but i forgot it it's over there so i'll give it to you when you know when we stop recording um but it says on it to inspire by example and the reason why is because you are inspiring people just by living the life you're living just by leading by example by showing up like you mentioned, um, doing the next thing right and all of these great things that it's making, I think, a way bigger impact that goes so much more, so much deeper and so much more meaningful than just sports. So thank you a ton. Can't thank you enough. Really appreciate this opportunity. Honored to be here and honored to serve Fort Lewis and in the Durango community. We're glad to have you. To the top. Yes.